Welcome to my Love Life Podcast, episode number 216, A New Layered Model on Emotional Intelligence. It's February 17th, 2024. I'm your host, Lisa A. Lundy, author, blogger, YouTuber, pretty much whatever. I'm also a member of the Newsweek Expert Forum. What I do is I help people be happy, healthy, and well-loved, even when life is very difficult. As my disclaimer, this podcast does not constitute medical or therapy advice in any capacity. There is no longer any music for my podcast intros or outros by intention. That makes it easier for people who have hearing loss to follow along, or at least hear better. And of non-musical intro. A new layered model on emotional intelligence. Well, I have to tell you, I'm I'm a little bit excited about this, although I I found it by accident in PubMed. Before I start, let me just say, as I mentioned in the podcast intro, nothing I say is intended or designed to be medical or therapy advice. If you are feeling suicidal, please call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255 or call or text 988. So the title, A New Layered Model on Emotional Intelligence, is actually the exact title from a PubMed research piece where a good good section of this information comes from, from uh, Behavioral Science, May 2nd, 2018, by A.S. Strigas and C. Papatusi. So uh, I I debated, (laughs) I thoroughly debated changing the title, but this is really what the podcast is about. So I did did rip off the title from the research piece because this is what it is. So the question for you is, how important is emotional intelligence and what do you know about it? Like, where do you stand? From where I stand, I have to tell you, emotional intelligence is extremely important for your mental health. Emotions are part of being human. The issue is that we in the world, in society, are not teaching people how to regulate, how to manage, how to process, how to deal with their emotions or even the thoughts that precede emotions, we're just kind of like we've fallen fallen down on the job. So in addition to being well-loved, if you're following along on my podcast series, this would be a great thing to put on your list. It, it absolutely would. Now, in the past, historically, or kind of generally in the world, I should say, I think right now, up to now, the commonly used model for emotional intelligence is the, um, generally speaking now, this is generally speaking, is the Daniel Goleman model from 1998, which his model originally, which um, I read quite a long time ago, he actually read a paper by two other uh, researchers and then came up with his with his content and his book but he has 25 elements divided into five clusters so the five clusters of emotional intelligence using the Daniel Goleman model are number one self-awareness two self-regulation three motivation four empathy and five social skills now that is from 
the research article said 1998. I think his book came out before 1998, uh, although maybe he didn't publish a research paper until 98, but it was in the early 90s or sometime in the 90s. And this is kind of the standard, I think, model that most people use for emotional intelligence. Well, what have we learned from the research? Think life is dynamic. Things are changing. There's new research all the time, so we should look at it. I I I fell into this by accident, of course, um, and I really thought uh, long and hard about hmm, what is this something I should do a podcast on? Anyway, so the title of the research article again is a new layered model on emotional intelligence by A. S. Driegas and C. Papatusi. I may have massacred that, but it's Behavioral Science, May 2nd, 2018. So even though Daniel Goleman is widely credited for emotional intelligence, according to this research piece, that 1920s is actually more the origins of emotional intelligence when Thorndike used the term social intelligence in the 1920s. So we are talking about something that has been decades in formation, not something from 1990. And there are other mentions of other researchers who talked about multiple forms of intelligence. So I think you get it. There's a long history to emotional intelligence. It didn't just start in the 90s. And Daniel Goleman may have been a pioneer and may get the lion's share of the credit, actually, for emotional intelligence. It started long before him, including the research paper that he originally used as a springboard. So I'd like to go through this nine-layered model with you with some with some notes and then I'll, I'll pull it all together for you so in the research piece this is set up like a pyramid so the base of the pyramid of course is wider than the top so on the very bottom base layer of the pyramid is what they call emotional stimuli emotional stimuli are generally prioritized in perception are detected more quickly and gain access to the conscious awareness. So that's emotional stimuli. So the first thing coming in is some emotional stimuli. Number two, so the second layer on top of emotional stimuli is recognition of emotions. Recognition of emotions simultaneously expressed at times. Accuracy is higher when emotions are both expressed and recognized. Emotion recognition includes the ability to accurately decode the expressions of others' feelings, usually transmitted through nonverbal channels like the face, the body, or the voice. According to this research piece under the section of recognition of emotions, Nonverbal behavior is a reliable source of information on the emotional states of others. The third layer of the pyramid, or moving up, is self-awareness. Having a clear perception of your personality, including your strengths, weaknesses, thoughts, beliefs, motives, and feelings. As you develop self-awareness, you are able to change your thoughts, 
which in turn allow you to change your emotions and eventually change your behavior. This is a very important aspect of the model because it's talking about developing a consciousness and a self-awareness of what you're thinking. And once you can change your thoughts, you can change your emotions and change your behavior. So three, the third level of self-awareness. Four is self-management. There are nine key components listed as aspects of self-management. One, emotional self-control. Two, integrity. Three, innovation and creativity. Four, initiative and prejudice to action. Five, resilience. Six, achievement guide. Seven, stress management. Eight, realistic optimism. And nine, intentionality. As you become skilled in self-management, according to this research piece, you become more flexible, more extroverted and receptive, and at the same time, less critical on situations and less reactionary to people's attitudes. Plus, you know more about what to do. That's according to the research piece. Number five, social awareness hyphen empathy hyphen the discrimination of emotions. So this section, which is above the, the self-management section in the pyramid, talks about social awareness having three competencies. Empathy being the most important. That's the ability of you being able to put yourself in someone else's shoes. Two, organizational awareness. And three, service orientation. It is very clear from this research piece that empathy is like the most important thing. Discrimination of motion, discrimination of emotions in this in this layer of the pyramid is an intellectual ability that gives people the capacity to discriminate with accuracy between different emotions and label them appropriately. Sidebar on the pyramid. I, I will say if we go back to some of my very early content, I recommend repeatedly using an emotional vocabulary word sheet. Why? Because there's a difference between being annoyed and being furious. They might both be under the anger column of emotions, but there's a big difference. And being able to discriminate between those emotions is very helpful, but you need to have language. And we have a very poor emotional vocabulary. End of sidebar on the pyramid. Coming back to the pyramid, the next layer above social awareness, empathy, and the discrimination of emotions is social skills hyphen expertise. In the research, social skills refers to the skills needed to handle and influence other people's emotions effectively and to manage, to be able to manage interactions successfully. Social skills is listed as including influence, leadership, developing others, communication, being a change catalyst, conflict management, building bonds, teamwork, and collaboration. So that's what falls under social skills. Under the expertise in this layer of the pyramid in emotions is characterized by the ability to increase sensitivity to emotional parameters and the ability to not only accurately determine the relevance of emotional dynamics to negotiations, but also the ability to strategically 
expose the emotions of the individual and respond to emotions stemming from others. So this is a very high level skill now we're talking about in this layer of the pyramid where you can actually you know discriminate between emotions and and get it right and expose people's emotions all right the next layer moving up in the pyramid number seven this is the seventh layer out of nine is self-actualization hyphen the universality of emotions so once you've gone through the first six layers once you've kind of mastered those, then in, according to this research piece in this model, you have reached the top of Maslow's hierarchy of needs, which is self-actualization. So Maslow, Maslow wrote this hierarchy of needs back in like the 50s, I think it was, um, which there's some controversy about. But anyway, he ha Maslow has this, this hierarchy of needs. And according to Maslow, self-actualization is the realization of personal potential, self-fulfillment, pursuing personal development, and peak experiences. So what's important to note, though, is that self-actualization is a continual process rather than an end game, rather than an end state. It's a state of becoming rather than some perfect state you reach at the end. Now, according to this research piece, self-actualization is one of the most important emotional intelligence skills. It is a measure of your sense that you have a substantial personal commitment to life and you are offering the gifts to your world that are most important to you. Self-actualized people, continuing on from the research article, feel empathy and kins kinship towards humanity as a whole and cultivate the universality of emotions. So that's number seven. Number eight, the eighth level, getting to near the top of the pyramid, is transcendence. In the level of transcendence, one helps others to self-actualize, find self-fulfillment, and realize their potential. Transcendence is strongly correlated with self-esteem, emotional well-being, and global empathy. We're going to come back to this <laughs> transcendence. And the last piece of the pyramid, the top of the pyramid in this nine-layer model, is emotional unity. And this is described as a positive-oriented dynamic or internal harmony. In emotional unity, one feels intense joy, peace, prosperity, and a consciousness of ultimate truth and the unity of all things. Emotional unity resonates, emanates humility and empathy, and that's emotional. That's the best I can do on emotional unity. Now, in this research article, I will quickly go through, they have another pyramid which has the cognitive and metacognitive processes. And I'm just going to list them off um, quickly. So under the first layer of the pyramid, emotional stimuli, we've got emotional sensory encoding and attention. Under the second category, emotional recognition, perception, 
expression of emotions, we have memory, perception, recognition, and labeling emotions. Under the third layer of the pyramid, self-awareness, we have self-perception, awareness, and self-observation. Under fourth, the fourth layer, we have self-management under the, the cognitive and metacognitive processes are self-regulation, flexibility, and self-control. Under the fifth layer of the pyramid, social awareness, empathy, and discrimination of emotions, we have awareness, monitor, monitoring, social recognition, and flexibility. Under the social skills, hyphen, expertise, in emotions, the sixth layer of the pyramid, we have problem solving, reasoning, and social management. Under the seventh layer of the pyramid working up, under self-actualization hyphen universality of emotions, we have self-perfection and self-accomplishment. In transcendence, we have self-reflection, transcendental knowledge. And in the last layer of the pyramid, emotional unity, we have pure consciousness, fulfillment, and emptiness. So those are the cognitive and metacognitive, which lay over on the, the nine layers. Now, I, I was thinking about this and I thought, let's let's look at what is Maslow's hierarchy of needs because it's, it's uh, well, here's the years. It's 1943 and 1954. It's well adopted, well known. Maslow's hierarchy of needs is probably one of the most well-known pieces of psychology. There's controversy. I'm not saying there's a ton of controversy. I, I don't know how much controversy there is, but maybe it's academically contested. So according to Maslow, number one, you need to have your physiological needs met. You need air, you need water, food, shelter, sleep, clothing, and to be able to reproduce. So that's the first layer of his pyramid, which wasn't originally a pyramid, but then they put it into a pyramid. Number two, you have safety needs. You need to be personally secure, safe, have employment, have resources, have health and property. The third layer under Maslow's hierarchy is love and belonging, which includes friendship, intimacy, family, a sense of connection. The fourth layer under Maslow's hierarchy is esteem. That includes self-esteem, respect, status, recognition, and freedom. And in Maslow's fifth or top, self-actualization, and, and that's described as the desire to become the, the best you can be or the most that you can be. So it's interesting because the nine layer model really, I think, has a nice uh, correlation to Maslow's hierarchy. And I'm not saying that Maslow's hierarchy has been dispute, d disproven. I'm not saying that. And, and because there's controversy or it's contested maybe academically, I'm not sure what that means either, but so I wanted to take a small little look at what is transcendence because I'm, I'm learning as we go. Hopefully you're learning. And I was like, what, what, what is that? What is transcendence? Transcendence as a noun is the experience or existence beyond the normal or physical level. The state in which individuals and individual is able to look beyond themselves and adopt a larger perspective that includes a concern for others. In the literature, it's referred to as rising above the self or a feeling of connectedness with all of humanity, the earth, the cosmos. 
So what's interesting about transcendence, because remember, transcendence, I, I just had to look it up because it's like the right before the top. Emotional unity is the top of the nine-layer pyramid. Transcendence is right before the top. So here are some very good benefits for transcendence, even though this is a whole new idea for me. It, one, positive outcomes. Two, greater well-being. Three, positive emotions. Four, optimism. Five, higher self-esteem. Six, greater integration. It's actually self-integration. Seven, enhanced life purpose. And eight, lower level of depression and neuroticism. Now, <laughs> I thought, oh boy, do people know what neuroticism is? Neuroticism is a tendency towards anxiety, depression, self-doubt, and some other negative feelings. So that's a tendency towards that. So in transcendence, you have lower levels of depression and neuroticism. And it's an aspect of growth and development and lifelong learning. So I thought, oh, transcendence, that sounds pretty good. That's, and it really, to me, is more like self-mastery. Like transcendence is we've reached a level like past self-actualization and self-mastery. But in any case, I'd like to wrap this up by giving some final thoughts, ideas, and, and suggestions about applying this new model to emotional intelligence because as hopefully you're aware i'm a diehard emotional intelligence fan this is my area my skill set one of my loves so number one i think that this model is a broader perspective i think it's a it's a it's different and and to me, um, it makes sense. It makes sense that you'd have to skill build and it makes sense that you'd probably have to have some basic needs met before you could go to the next level. I'm, I'm not stating that there's no controversies or no issues, but it just, to me, this new model, to me, makes sense. It seems both logical and reasonable so I think it's a little broader perspective. Now, the second point here is, is applying this model to your life. So if you're applying this model to your life and you have problems and you haven't had your needs met, that's a problem. We, I covered Maslow's hierarchy of needs. You need to get your needs met. So you might be dealing with life challenges or hardships or problems. I want you to bring a huge boatload of compassion to yourself and your life and your situation if that's the case. This is not the time or place to beat yourself up. Although, if you're going to do that, I can't stop you. But you could begin a journey to grow and develop yourself, even if you're dealing with hardship. So, whether you're in hardship or not, the things, in my humble opinion, that are going to help you the most... It, with this new model or with emotional intelligence is number one understanding emotional bandwidth i have podcasts on this whole list i have seven different suggestions for podcasts for content to help you in this emotional intelligence model or just emotional intelligence in general so one is emotional bandwidth two is the power of your mind I love that podcast and I hope you will listen to it and begin to understand the significant power your mind has over your body and well-being. Three, your subconscious and unconscious mind. That actually has more power than your conscious mind, but that would be good to listen to. Four, influences on your thinking. That's a, that's a mind-blowing podcast in my opinion. 
five emotional processing i have a podcast about it but i also would like you to use my free workbook six learning to control your mind and seven being mindful being present those are seven different podcasts that will completely wrap you up like a little package and and send you on your way in a big way towards emotional intelligence i have suggested them for a particular reason because once you understand the power of your mind then you might be more interested in having control over your mind and these are all things that go together like the front and back of your hand so there's a reason why i've suggested them and then that order my next point is that i think this model is nice because it builds skills in a progressive logical order like you can see the progression in the model so i think that makes sense and so i i I love it when something it seems logical rational number four um this to me is a good model because it includes self-actualization and transcendence like so for me that's self-mastery which is always a good thing it's the thing that Oh, Aristotle, Plato, like all of the big thinkers and famous writers and leaders thousands of years ago wrote about, like learning to control your mind. This is just self-mastery is really very significant, but very little attention is given to it. Number five. So in this area of growing um, emotional intelligence, My suggestion, number five, is that you bump up platonic love and affection, romantic love and affection, both, either one, both of them, love and affection, whether it's platonic or romantic or both or some some division, both that love and affection is going to help you. It's going to help you heal, it will help you grow. Love is amazing and boost that. Number seven, boost your happiness. Oh, I have plenty of podcasts to help you with happiness. The more you focus on building happiness skills separate from your circumstances, the happier you'll be no matter what happens. My next suggestion is that you consider adopting, if you haven't already, a growth mindset. That would be Carol Dweck's terminology from the University of Stanford that we picked up in the last month from her research. Then bring about some curiosity and wonder and joy. You could celebrate the fact that you are listening to this podcast. You could celebrate that. You could give yourself a reward. I mean, why not? Like, you know, I mean, it feels better to have a growth mindset than to beat yourself up and go, oh, see, you know, I'm just a loser. Like, My next suggestion, number nine, is self-care like a boss. Level this up if you're not really cranking on all eight or whatever number of cylinders you have. My next suggestion, number 10, is I have many podcasts on emotions and emotional abilities as well as my workbook. I really suggest that you focus on getting clear about the power of your mind, how you think, the influences on your thinking, and then you're building your emotional skills, but you understand what's happening in your mind. Because what we know from the research is thought precedes emotion. 
All right, so to wrap this up, I, although I was surprised to find this model because I wasn't looking for it, and I am in no way saying that this is the end-all be-all model. I am not saying this model will ever take off. It may, it may not. I have no idea. I have no idea and no skin in the game other than, hmm, I think this makes sense to me and I like it. And I think it makes enough sense to me and I like it enough to present it as, as an alternative to the five model thing that you'll find online. So it's way too early to know what will ever happen with this, with this model. It's just, it's just way too early. But from my perspective, you as a person will, this is in my most humble opinion, you will never regret any work you do on growing emotional intelligence. You just won't regret it. Now, I have included many podcast suggestions, but I have a whole list of podcasts, over 200 in my library to help you. Plus, there's the free emotional workbook. So if you're not on the journey to really building emotional skills and emotional intelligence, <laughs> there's never gonna, there's never going to be a better time, people. I mean, you can wait till next year. You can wait. I know people. I know how people are. People avoid things. They get involved with their distractions. Go ahead. It's your life. It's completely your life. What I'm sharing with you is if you want to really power up your life, you will get clear about how your mind works and your thinking and how to manage and process your emotions. That's just my thoughts. So I do love you. I want you to be happy. I want you to be healthy. I want you to be well-loved. I want you to have this amazing life. So let me know how I can help you. I do love you. That's it. I'm Lisa Lundy saying thank you for listening to my Love Life podcast, episode number 216, A New Layered Model on Emotional Intelligence. I certainly hope you're going to join the team and get on the road to emotional intelligence because it's rich. It's amazing. And please share this podcast on social media. Help other people get on the team. I do love you. That's it for now.